This is Coochie's Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chief's Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at anchor.fm and the Anchor app. Hey everybody, this is Bobby here with the Crew Chief's Corner Podcast coming to you guys with another episode. Uh, sorry that we had to kind of split this episode up a little bit. Uh, the last couple episodes, actually, um, we've been having some issues in in our app uh, that we use to, to to record the podcast, um, which is part of the reason why we haven't been doing the live streams either. But today, I'm attempting to do the live stream. I'm attempting to do a a full episode. Um, so we'll go from there. But we have lots of, of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about Homestead, Miami. So we'll go back. Uh, a couple weeks in time and talk about that race. Then we'll get you guys uh, caught up on the happenings out at Las Vegas. And then we will talk about um, some 2021 news and all kinds of stuff. But what we're going to do when we get, uh, we're going to get started. Um, usually in this, I just kind of go over what the episode's going to be about and things like that. But we're going to get started. I have some some news off the top. So, um, and this is, this is uh, Crew Chief Corner related news on both sides. So the first thing is, uh, yesterday you might've seen that I made a post on Facebook and on Twitter, um, that we have relaunched the crewchief.net. Um, so that website, if you've listened to our 25th anniversary special, the crewchief.net was my very first webpage that I had all the way back in 2004, um, which is how we started out as a, a, a as a page. Uh, before that I was lots of free websites and things like that, but 2004 is the first time I paid for a domain and we uh, I settled on the crew chief. Um, so the crew chief.net is back up and running. It is um, really simplistic in the sense that it, there's no like amazing color scheme with it or anything like that. It's a plain white web page, um, kind of an ode back to the, uh, the original days where I started out with just text on a page and things like that. But um, I think we jazzed it up a little bit uh, more this time around than we had in, in, in its earlier creations when it was uh, basically just all text. Um, so you have little blurbs on there. You have um, the news, which is all the, the latest news. So something goes up on the Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok, wherever it goes. Um, it'll also be on the website. And the plan is to try to update the site first, and then I'll do social second. Um, there might be times where I do the, the social stuff first, um, and then the website later on, because the website's a little bit more involved um, than, than it is on the social media platforms. I'm able to get it out a lot faster and able to share it in all the different uh, groups that I'm in on Facebook and, and things like that. So um, that's kind of the game plan with the webpage. Um, if you have the crewchiefscorner.co website, you've noticed over the last several years, it really has been inactive. Um, originally, Rob uh, Hill and I were trying to use that to do our our YouTube shows and stuff like that embedded into the webpage. And, and we did that for a little bit, but um, since I'm now using a separate account uh, for the YouTube channel than I did previously, um, it was actually someone else's uh, channel. It wasn't even one that I had access to. Um, so I ended up creating my own and um, that's the one we're going to use going forward as far as doing videos and things like that on YouTube. So um, that's kind of where we're at in the evolution. Uh, we're going to continue to work on that. 
um, page and, and kind of try to do our Facebook live stuff on there and all that and feed it through the uh, coochies corner.co so that eventually that might be a, a place that you guys go. If you don't have Facebook, you can watch our, our live streams through that, or you can come on the Twitch page or the YouTube channel and watch as well. So that's sort of where we're going. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, have more to come on that, but it's a work in progress and hopefully you guys enjoy the webpage. And I think it looks great on, on desktop or on, uh, on uh, the mobile. So right now there's, I think five or six different pages on there. Um, the ones that say racing, uh, the reason why I used racing was I didn't want to put NASCAR stats or anything like that. Cause I didn't want the legal department and NASCAR to be like scoping out what's going on. Um, I, I, I think in the past I've been told not to call out NASCAR right on, on the, on the name of the page or anything like that. So that's why uh, it says racing stats or racing standings. That way there, it's kind of generic in that sense that they're not going to come after me uh, for using their name or something without the trademark logos and all that stuff on it. So um, what I'll do is that page will get updated every week. So once we get the entry list in, once we get starting lineups um, and then through race results, that will all go on that stats page. The, uh, the points are under racing standings. So you go on the racing standing uh, page, you'll see all the driver and owner points for all three national series. And what I'll do is I'll update them as races happen. So like the points report for Las Vegas is going to stay up for this week for the trucks because they're not racing there, but I'll take down the ones from, uh, for the company Xfinity series from Las Vegas. Once the race happens this weekend out at Phoenix. Okay. Um, and that's a game plan. And then if you do want to see an, an archival uh, format, I'm going to I'm going to kind of play around with a page for that. And I'll do like 2021, you know, cup stats, 2021 Xfinity stats, 2021 truck stats. And then you'll have um, the, the, the current, you know, the, the archival information on there. That's that's the plan. Um, the other thing I really liked is um, I'm, I'm back again with GoDaddy. This is kind of like. The second time around, uh, the first time around, I used it. It was kind of not intuitive as it is now. They've really made it a lot more simplistic. I like the way the page looks. I like the way it all kind of works out for me. Um, they also made a PDF viewer, so I can actually download the PDF or upload the PDFs right to the page, which is a game changer for me because uh, previously I've had to actually screenshot all the stuff off the NASCAR media page on my smartphone. And this year has been crazy because I have to actually use the laptop to accomplish this, um, download it on the laptop and then use the laptop to save it into my iCloud, which then I'm able to go in and take a screenshot and post it up on the social media. So that was kind of like one thing I was, I was kind of happy that uh, GoDaddy did was make this process a little bit simpler for me. And it makes it a lot easier when I do my, uh, uploads on the, on the page, because now I can use my, my phone to update the website, uh, which was very hard to do, uh, even as, as soon as two or three years ago. So, uh, props to the folks over at GoDaddy for making the web pages a lot easier to manage, uh, probably the easiest I've ever had, uh, ever. Um, so, if, you know, I think that's going to make my life a lot simpler too. Um, we also have, uh, cup paint schemes on there. We also have, um, Xfinity and trucks. Uh, I know the cup schemes. We don't have, we only have one on there right now. I kind of did it just to, to hold uh, the placement. 
Um, I don't plan on right now breaking it into different pages. I think I'm just going to kind of leave it as one page. And, and what we'll do is uh, I'll, I'll put the caption in on, on what those schemes are so that, you know, you'll know like when you click on it, like, okay, this, this scheme ran at Daytona. This one ran at Atlanta, something like that. So you guys know where it came from and also the sources where it came from. You know, was it, you know, Rick Ware Racing or who who it came from? Because uh, I believe in giving credit to where credit is due. So that's what we'll do there as well. Um, and more to come. I mean, I think, you know, there's definitely the sky's the limit when it comes to this. I don't really have uh, a set thing in stone on the web page. Um, you know, this is a rough idea of what I want to do. Um, there is going to probably be some kind of article piece to this. Uh, I do want to get into that again. I I used to do that quite a bit um, when I was working at Sweet 101 uh, in the mid-2000s. That's kind of a little bit of what I did. Uh, so I want to kind of get back into that. But um, that's, that's a project for down the road. That's when I have... Um, a little more free time on my hands right now. I'm, I'm juggling a lot of different things. So I kind of want to stick to just the straight news and the podcasting and, and all the stuff we've been doing and, and kind of do that. But I think the articles and opinions and all that stuff will, will come in time. Um, and we'll go from there, but I'm uh, really excited. If you haven't checked it out, the crewchief.net is the new, um, home for the silly season news. Um, and I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's going to be a fantastic addition to our already great platforms that we use on social media. Uh, you guys know that I, I really think that social media is the way things are going, but I think having a web page is, is important. Obviously, uh, other, other guys have them, you know, like the Toby Christie's of the world, Jayski's, you know, everybody knows Jayski. Um, and, and I've been out of the game a little while on, on the web page side of things. So, I felt like this was a great time to jump back in. I felt like this was uh, another part of the evolution of the Coochie's Corner branding. And I think it's going to really uh, drive some people uh, to the page. And I think it will drive people to all the other great content that we have as well. So I think it's uh, just a seamless transition and, and we'll kind of go from there. So the other thing I want to transition into, and if you're watching on the live stream, you notice that I put a number 32 diecast back here, um, right, right, sort of to my right shoulder. Um, and that's the, uh, Corey LaJoy car. This, this car, I just got in a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, but it's kind of got a significance behind it as well. Um, we, we have a, a partnership now with Circle B diecast, uh, Brent Powell and, uh, LaDonna, um, own Circle B and, and they still have their warehouse business as plan B sales. Um, so we're, we're partnered up with them. Um, the kind of the cool thing for you guys as fans is anytime you use my promo code, uh, crew chiefs corner, you will get free shipping on any U S order over $20. So you just use uh, promo code crew chiefs corner. There's no apostrophe in it. It's all, um, lowercase except for the three C's. Okay. Uh, it's all lowercase. Um, and you can just space the word out and, um, go on and, and you get free shipping in the U S over $20. So it's a great deal. Uh, it's something I wanted to do for a while. Uh, Brent has this, I know with several other groups, but, uh, if you guys use my code, like I said, you'll get free shipping and, uh, they don't bill you until the order ships. So as long as you don't try to use PayPal and pay for pay, pay for something on through PayPal right now, you don't get charged. 
Um, there is a PayPal for pre-orders uh, thing on there, so you can use that on the site. I use Circle B for a lot of my diecast. Um, the only thing I buy um, off of there is is something like a autographed elite that they you know they can't offer those things. That's what I get from Lionel directly. Everything else, uh, if it's a ARC autographed, I get it through Circle B. So I, I've never had a problem with the site. It's a great group of people that are over there. I've talked to. Uh, so many different people over there. Um, you know, Brent, obviously I've dealt with him quite a bit, but, uh, you know, his, his warehouse staff is amazing. It's a great, great company. Um, they stand behind their products. I know several people that if they have a, a concern over, over the, the quality of the die cast, um, you know, they, they, they bring you another one, you know, you send the other one back, you got another one, uh, very, very friendly, great customer service. And, and we just love love circle b diecast so thanks to brent for offering uh that promo code for all of you guys uh and gals out there that are big nascar fans like me that have giant nascar di uh, diecast collections so go check them out circlebdiecast.com anything that's on the site use promo code crew corner uh and, it, and if it ships in the u.s free shipping over 20 bucks so check them out at circlebdiecast.com all right so on the other side of this break what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into the stuff that you know you guys want to listen to not the not the fun stuff that we just talked about but we'll talk about the race that what uh, weekend that was out of homestead miami and then we'll talk about some 2021 news and then we'll jump into the weekend out at las vegas this is the crew chiefs corner podcast hosted by bobby bailey <laughs> All right, we're back here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. This is Bobby Bailey uh, bringing you our Homestead race recap. So um, this is attempt number like three or four at this. So we've been having some uh, issues a little bit, but uh, hopefully hopefully this one takes. Um, so we'll, we'll start with the Xfinity race on, the sa on Saturday evening. It was a, a fantastic race. Um, you know, just, just a, an exciting race from start to finish. You know, Noah Gragson was looking to pick up his uh, first win at Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, dominated both races there last year. And you're really looking for him to dominate um, this race as well. And, and it seemed like early on he didn't have the car. But as the stages evolved and as the race evolved and turned into uh, later on at night, you could see his car was really good. And he was involved in an incident with David Starr late in the going. And, and David, you know, had his tire unwind. and um, basically um pounded the wall right in front of noah there was nowhere for noah to go because because they when david hit the wall uh noah was running the high line right next to the wall and that's essentially what caused all the damage to noah's car and, and ended his uh ended noah's night but not really david's night david was able to make it to pit road and and they were able to get the car home uh in, in semi one piece uh albeit they lost a couple laps i think because of it so uh, that led to kind of like a Twitter feud and, and this, that, and the other. And kind of one of the things I've, I, I kind of said every time I've tried to, to record this is that this is a racing deal. This is something that I think Noah has had problems with this before in the past where Noah said something and it, and it kind of makes you wonder, um, you know, a little bit that, you know, is Noah just being really passionate or is it really that Noah is this upset about this situation in particular? But Nonetheless, I mean, the, the back and forth, the calling, you know, Carl Long and his team, a bunch of dipshits and, and saying that about David Starr and all the other stuff he was saying, I, I think it's, 
it's it's okay to have the emotion. It's okay to be uh, upset about something like that. But at the end of, at the end of the day, Noah, even a couple days later, was still upset about it and was kind of still going at him. So I think I think it's it's moving on from it, you know, and and knowing that sometimes saying things like that is going to cost you in the long run. And I hope that that's one of the things that doesn't come out of this uh, for Noah is that, you know, he's not trying to pass David Starr late in a race uh, for, for a, um, you know, at the guy or something like that. And it somehow doesn't cost him the win. You know, you're hoping that that's not where, where it escalates to, but at the same token, when you say things like that and you do things like that, um, like how he handled himself after that race, those are going to escalate things where people will remember that because drivers never forget. And, and they'll hold him up when he needs them not to, or, or something like that. And it's going to, it's going to cause a problem. So hopefully Noah's learned his lesson and he'll move on. Now on the flip side of things, um, the happiest guy coming out of Homestead Miami was obviously, um, Myatt Snyder, you know, Myatt Snyder picks up his first career, uh, NASCAR win, uh, in the Xfinity series. And, uh, it's a big win for this young man. I mean, here's a kid that ran the Euro series. He had, some 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 success a little bit in the truck series didn't really get that win or anything like that but had some mild success in the truck series drove for Thor Sport uh for a full-time season and then uh, a couple you know races here and there uh before that full-time season and a little bit after as well so uh a good win for him you know something that you know last year we didn't know much about the the, the two guys that were getting in that 21 car uh, split in the season essentially was Mike Snyder and Anthony Alfredo. And yeah, I know Kaz Growler was involved in that deal as well. But when you look at, um, you know, Alfredo really impressed a lot of people. I think a lot of people looked at Anthony as the guy that should have been in that car full time. Unfortunately, we didn't know at the time that Anthony was actually going to get an opportunity to drive that 36, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the 38 car over at Front Row Motorsports. So we didn't know that that about that opportunity at the time. And, and and I remember when Myatt was announced, you know, and I was like, boy, that's that's mainly because of sponsor dollars. That's not a, a, a at least in my opinion, it wasn't because of the driver behind the wheel. I thought that was a pure financial, you know, move by Childress. And and, and you, you understand it. You know, if you're trying to run a program like this. Um, even though the Xfinity cars don't cost as much as the cup cars and all that, you know, these guys, some of the upper tier teams have budgets that run five, six, seven million dollars in, in this series. And, you know, it costs a lot of money to run these cars. And if you can get a sponsor to, to foot a bill like that, um, you're going to do what, you know, you're going to take a driver and you're going to kind of run with it, but you hope that driver doesn't crash a lot of equipment, but, um, you know, because otherwise it ends up costing you more money than than what you bring in. So, um, my big win for him, his thirty uh, sixth uh, career Xfinity Series star, he picks up his first career win. A big win for that whole entire organization over there, at RCR. Um, you know, and winning at a place that you know the guy he beat, Tyler Reddick, won at um, the two years prior to that, uh, and won his championship. So, um, you look at you know Reddick finished second. Um, you know, in theory. Um, but officially he got DQ'd because his uh, car was too low. So, um, you know, those things happen. I, I know our motorsports, you know, was, was trying everything they could to get that car in victory lane because, you know, they're, they started behind the eight ball and, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but they started behind the eight ball at that second car, um, because they missed the race at Daytona cause of rain. So, um, we'll talk about that in a little bit though. 
Um, then we're going to move into the cup race. So, you know, you look at the cup race on sat on Sunday and it was comers and goers, you know, Chris Buescher went out, won the first stage and, and you kind of looked at all the changes that were made at Roush Fenway in the last year or so. Um, you know, when they brought Luke Lambert in, they brought in, uh, Scott Graves, uh, back to the organization and, and you could see that they were starting to make headway. I didn't necessarily agree with the, the pairing of Busher with, with, um, Lambert and Newman with Graves. I really thought they should have done it, uh, the swap because Luke Lambert and Ryan Newman had worked together previously at RCR, whereas Scott Graves and Chris Busher worked together as a, at, at Roush as the Xfinity series. Uh, championship combo from 2015. So I kind of looked at that when that deal was announced, I was like, man, that, that just, to me, didn't make sense. I didn't understand why they put Luke Lambert with, uh, with, with, um, Busher and why they put, uh, Newman with Scott Graves. I'm like that to me, that would have made more sense to swap the two, the two crew chiefs and put them with guys they've worked with because we, we saw in this particular race, how important it is for drivers to have a good driver and crew chief relationship. And, you know, in the off season, Hendricks, you know, ha- uh, Rick Hendrick had to make a decision. They had to get a crew chief for, for William Byron because, you know, they promoted Chad Canals to, to uh, VP of competition and they had to find someone to, to put with William. And I think Rick kind of like what he did when he brought Dale Jr. over kind of a little bit like what they did, um, with, with Bowman to an extent, um, they paired those guys up with crew chiefs that they've worked with, you know, Bowman, you know, was plugged in a little bit with Greg Ives cause they worked together a bit over at, at Hendrick when he, he filled in for, for, uh, for Dale junior. And, and that kind of all, like, they just kept that team together. Um, it's just like, you know, I don't really think that Larson really had a preference on a crew chief. I don't think Larson was like. Cliff Daniels is my guy or bust, but I would, I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't try to put Cliff Daniels in that team with William Byron. Cause I really thought that that's where they were going to go because I'm like, you know, I think that that, that could be a dynamic pairing. You know, you take a guy who's worked with a veteran driver like Jimmy Johnson and, a, and has been a part of that team in the past and, and knows what the, the, the expectations are of one of these cup cars at Hendrick um, and put him with a young driver, like a William Byron. I thought that would have been a home run. But conversely, when you bring in a guy from the outside that the driver has worked with, those things work well, and sometimes they don't work well. Case in point is when Dale Jr. came over. You know, Rick Hendrick hired Tony Urey Jr. away from DEI, and he brought him into Hendrick and and put the two of them together because he believed in that chemistry. He thought that that chemistry was what was going to make that team better. And... You know, when when this initially got announced, I was like, "Boy, this is this is a stretch." I mean, you're taking a guy who's who's a race winning, championship winning crew chief in the truck series, and you're throwing him in the Cup series. You're just throwing him up there and and hoping that this thing sticks. And I, I know Chad's still in the organization. Chad probably gave him a lot of pointers on on what things can translate from his knowledge of of working, you know, in the uh, truck series. And I'm sure Chad is is very involved with the 24 team still, uh, even though he's involved with all the teams at Hendrick. But I believe that there was a little bit of a, a help with the learning curve because he has Chad Knauss. You know, if you didn't have Chad Knauss in the in the building um, still, like let's say if Chad left, I think then I would have been a little bit more, even more worried for Rudy. But I think this kind of, you know, this race solidified a lot of things like that. So 
Uh, William Byron picks up his uh, picks up his second career win. Obviously, his first win in his fourth start with uh, Rudy Fugel as his crew chief on the Cup side of things. So a big win for those guys. And, and like I said, I mean, there was guys that had shots to win this race. I mean, you look at um, you look at uh, Denny Hamlin had a shot at this thing sped on pit road. Um, that's been a reoccurring problem for for Denny over the last several years. Um, so that kind of took him out of c- contention. There was a lot of things that happened in this race that when you look back at it, there was comers and goers. You know, Brad Keselowski was was running well. Then he got shuffled back. Joey Logano, you know, came came alive late in this race. And, and you just look at look at the way this race ended up um, for William Byron. It was really great. You know, he he led a hundred and uh, I think he led like 104 laps or something like that. It was like the most laps he's ever led in a cup race, and he's able to go to victory lane. So William Byron definitely came on strong late in the end of that race and, and was able to to get to get the win. Uh, and, and a surprising win at that. I mean, you know, I, I think most people want to have penciled William Byron down to win at Homestead, Miami, um, considering, you know, those guys, it's only their fourth race together. So we've seen strange things happen this year. I mean, we've seen Michael McDowell win at Daytona. We saw Christopher Bell win at the road course. And, and, and now you end that third race in this Florida stretch with William Byron in victory lane. And, and it just makes you wonder like what's to come, uh, the rest of the season, because it's been a crazy start to the season. I just think back to that Fox promo, the best season ever. Uh, maybe they knew something. I don't know. I'm just saying. But uh, crazy weekend at Homestead, Miami. Two unexpected winners uh, in, in the two races. And then we're, we're going to move on to uh, Las Vegas. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break. This is the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. All right, we're back here on the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. This is Bobby Bailey. So we are going to now dive into some uh, 2021 news that we uh, did not cover uh, the last few weeks. So I'm, I'm really just going to focus on the stuff that's happened in the last week. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to just go over some of the stuff that we have up actually on our website. Um, so as I mentioned in the opening uh, segment, uh, you can go to the crewchief.net. Um, and that is our, uh, new, uh, website. It's up and running, uh, as we speak. So you can go on there and you can search all the latest news. If you just click on the news page itself, you can uh, see, uh, I think there's like eight or nine different things we have up there right now that you can kind of scroll through and they're short little blurbs. They're not long paragraphs or anything like that. So you can, you can kind of go on there and read it kind of quickly. So, uh, first up, um, is Crosley brands is coming back to front row motorsports, um, for four races in 2021. Uh, you'll remember, uh, Bola Mastis who owns, uh, Crosley has been a former partner of David Gilliland's, uh, when it was DGR Crosley. And now it's just David Gilliland racing. He's got a different partner in, uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny gray, who's Taylor gray and Tanner's gray's father. Um, but nonetheless, that has really nothing to do with this deal in the sense that, uh, Todd Gilliland drives for front row motorsports, but David Gilliland racing builds the trucks for front, uh, for front row. So that's sort of the quasi connection there besides the fact that Todd Gilliland is David's son. Um, Josh Williams and DGM racing are going to pay tribute to their, uh, late crew, uh, member, uh, Rusty Cruz. Uh, at Phoenix, they're going to have a special paint scheme on Josh Williams' car, and they're also going to have a tribute on Dexter Bean's car uh, as he competes uh, for D- uh, DGM Racing at Phoenix. Uh, Cruz was uh, a-, a crew member for the program over at DGM, 
and uh, he worked for several other teams in both the Xfinity Truck Series uh, uh, teams uh, throughout the garage area. So um, that, that's a nice little tribute that Josh Williams and Mario Goslin have put together for their late crew member, Rusty Cruz. Uh, Exalta and Echo Park Automotive are going to sponsor Justin Algeyer at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, you can see that um, that paint scheme uh, on thecrewchief.net. And you can see um, it, it's very similar uh, conceptually to the Brandt uh, scheme. They just use the Exalta colors on there. Um, so it's kind of a, a mix between William Byron's paint scheme and... Um, Justin Algeyer's uh, brand scheme. Kevin Harvick uh, management, uh, KHI, announced that they are going to have both Kevin Harvick and Ryan Priest uh, run in some extracurricular races. Uh, Harvick's going to run three Xfinity races, all road course races for Stuart Haas Racing. He'll drive uh, at the Circuit of the Americas. He's going to run, I believe, uh, the Indy Road Course, and he's going to run uh, one other one. Let me see if I put them all in. Nope. I didn't put the names of the tracks in. So he's going to run three all together. I think the other one is, is, um, road America, uh, because those are the, the, the tracks that are new on the sky on the schedule. Um, so he's going to do those three. He's also going to run for David Gillen racing at the Bristol dirt race, uh, for the trucks. He'll be driving the number 17 hunt brothers, pizza Ford F one fifty uh, there. And then Ryan priest, who's also represented by KHI management, We'll have uh, two truck races for David Gilliland uh, in their number 17 truck. He'll drive uh, National Super Speedway with Hunt Brothers Pizza as his sponsor. And his other race will be at Pocono Raceway with Morton Buildings as his primary sponsor. The sponsors and car number for, uh, for, excuse me, for Kevin Harvick's Xfinity deal will be announced at a later date. Brad Keselowski will start on the pole for the Instacart 500 at Phoenix Raceway. And Daniel Hemrick will be on the poll for the call 811 before you dig 200 as well at Phoenix. Dano Seasonings is going to sponsor Spencer Boyd for two races. So their first race was this past weekend at Las Vegas. Their second race will be at Pocono Raceway in June. And that will have a spicy paint scheme. Pit Boss, the uh, official grill of NASCAR, is going to sponsor Eric Amarola for two races this weekend coming up in Phoenix. And then uh, the following weekend at Atlanta, um, they've been associated with some other brands uh, and other drivers, uh, including Timmy Hill. So interesting to see Pit Boss joining Stuart Haas Racing in 2021. Austin Sindrick is going to have a new sponsor. He's going to have Car Shop, which is a Penske Automotive Group uh, company, is going to be on Austin Sindrick's number 22 uh, Ford Mustang for multiple races in the Xfinity Series. And that starts with this weekend's race at Phoenix Raceway. And that is a quick look at the news on this episode of the Crew Chief's Corner Podcast. Like I said, for all the latest news, you can check us out on thecrewchief.net and also on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're going to take a quick break and be right back on the Crew Chief's Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. All right, we're back here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. This is Bobby Bailey. We are going to get into our Las Vegas race review. So we had all three series out at Las Vegas this past weekend. Um, really some exciting races. 
Um, I, I gotta say, I mean, Las Vegas as it's aged has gotten better and better and better. Um, it continues to be an exciting track, uh, to watch uh, some races at, and I'm sure, uh, the fans had a lot of fun as well. So, you know, the truck race, we had Kyle Busch in it. Um, we all knew Kyle Busch was going to be a factor. Um, you know, there was some parts of the race where you didn't think Kyle was going to win. And then he had a flat tire and I, I don't know. I don't know how to really characterize it. He's on the bottom of the racetrack and he just spun it out. I mean, there, there's no sugarcoating it. You know, it's late in the race. There's like 16 laps to go or whatever it was. He's, he's flat out spun the truck. Um, because it, he loses, you know, a lap or two laps, he's done. He's not going to win that race. And, uh, you know, they they get the tire on and stuff. He doesn't lose a lap, and he drives up through the field, and he gets a second. And can't get around John Hunter Nemechek. And uh, John Hunter Nemechek picks up his first win for uh, for uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports, and he's able to go out there and, and get a get a win for that team. And, and he's able to, um, you know, catapult himself into – the points lead. I mean, you know, you look at that, that whole deal and, and, and you really say to yourself, I mean, what, what is, you know, going to happen now? Because, and what I mean is what is going to happen now? Because it, it's, it, it's going to be, um, one of those types of deals. I think this year, I think, you know, this is, this is the team that everybody kind of, you know, circled as the team to beat, you know, this was going to be the organization that you were going to have to really beat this year was this four team. And this is why Kyle did this. Kyle Bush, listen, Kyle Bush didn't put John Hunter Nemechek in this truck for them not to go out and win a bunch of races and, and be a serious title contender. And, you know, albeit great story that, that um, you know, Ben Rhodes was able to go out and win the first two races of the season, uh, you know, at the Daytona Road Course and also at the Daytona International Speedway. You're, you're seeing now, I think, the driver that's going to dominate the majority of the season and John Hunter Nemechek. And I think... He, the only person that's going to beat him is going to be his boss, um, on a consistent basis, you know, cause Kyle's going to run his, his, you know, five races he's eligible to run. And, and you know, he's going to be competitive, at, competitive at those events. The thing that's going to be interesting to keep in mind is how good John Hunter Nemechek's going to be this year, because let's face it, he's betting on himself now. You know, he, he turned around and decided that running 20th, in the, in the cup series was, wasn't going to cut it for him. He wanted to go back and put himself in an opportunity to go win races. And he was able to do that by going back to going back into the truck series and picking up a deal with Kyle Busch motorsports and Kyle, you know, puts him in a car and puts him in a truck that, you know, last year had Raphael Lessard in it and, and Raphael, no, no offense to him did not have this, the success that um, you would expect that Ford truck to have. You know, this is the same truck that, you know, we've seen Eric Jones win races in. We've seen Christopher Bell run well in this truck and win a championship. Um, and, and this truck was even the number nine truck at one time when, when um, you know, William Byron was driving it. So this team has been successful in years past and has won championships, won races, has gone to victory lane. And when Raphael Lessard kind of left the, that the organization in the offseason, and then we found out it was going to be John Hunter and Nemechek, the expectations went right back to championship because you have that kind of talent behind the wheel in John Hunter and Nemechek. And here's a guy, here's a kid. I mean, he's still 25, 26 years old. Here's a kid that has won 
in the Xfinity series. He's won multiple truck uh, races in the truck series. And, you know, everything he's done in trucks has been for his father's team for Nemco Motorsports. And now he's driving for one of the best teams in that garage area. And, and the only team I think that would be on the same footing as them would be a Thor sport racing. And that's why I think this year it's really going to come down to, you know, how quickly, you know, Matt Crafton and, and, and Thor sport get their act together and respond to this, you know, because I think that that's kind of the level that this team is on this four team. And I think they're going to win multiple races. I think they're going to continue to, to dominate this series. And I really do think it's going to come down to John Hunter and Jack. I think Matt Crafton's going to have something to say with this. You know, Ben Rhodes has obviously got those two wins. So, you know, Ben Rhodes is going to be there, but I still think Sheldon Creed's going to have a good season too, our defending champ. So there's a lot of cool things that I think are going to happen in this truck series. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I really do think that there's room for guys to point their way in, but I think that we are going to see some surprise winners as well this year. I think, you know, you look down this field, I, I, I just have a feeling you know, we're going to see more winners this year. You know, um, Johnny Sauter can win races. We know Austin Hill can win races. Grant Enfinger, even though he's running part-time, is going to go win races um, when he's in that 98 truck. And and shoot, he ran really well driving for the for uh, Cody Robar's team. So you know that those guys are going to be competitive everywhere they go. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And a quick shout-out to Marcus Leonis for uh, putting together that deal with the 10 trucks for camping world. I thought it was a, a fantastic uh, opportunity they put together for, for those drivers. And I think it really looked well on TV that, uh, you know, you have a sponsor in camping world that are so invested into the sport. So shout out to Marcus for all he does for this series. And um, it was a, it was a good show. And then you move to the Saturday Xfinity race. I mean, you know, this race had a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, you had, you had, uh, you know, your normal suspects in, in uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Austin Sindrick going out there and, and, and competing for this deal. And you knew that he was going to be, you know, somebody you're going to have to watch uh, for. But, you know, in the end, you got um, A.J. Allmendinger in victory lane and, and, a, and a great win for him and colleague. And, you know, listen, at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, when they announced this deal in the offseason that Allmendinger was going to run full time. I know the emphasis was on the fact that this is going to be a, a very road course heavy schedule, but you know he proved this last year at Atlanta that that AJ Allmendinger can win on ovals, and you know I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And again, you know I've kind of alluded to this a little bit, you know, uh, previously, but who's going to be the guy that steps up and takes Chase Briscoe's seat at the table this year? We know Austin Cendrick's got his two wins. We know Justin Allgaier is, is bound to win a race or two. We know Justin Haley's going to be very good at the plate races, but who's going to be the guy that's going to step up and take Briscoe's seat? I think AJ Allmendinger stands a really good shot at it because those college cars have been very good this year at each race they've been at. And I think that you look on the flip side, Junior Motorsports has struggled a little bit. So, you know, does that kind of hurt Noah Gragson? Does that hurt Justin Allgaier a little bit? And, and I think it does, uh, but I think it helps a guy like, AJ Allmendinger, that those call it cars have been so good. And then also, do we see a first time winner soon? Do we see Jeb Burton win a race? Do we see, you know, maybe some of these other guys that have not won in this series before have a shot? So I think it's it's gonna play well into the playoffs. I think this is gonna be a very hotly contested Xfinity series and uh a big win for AJ Allmendinger, but the first of of what I expect will be many wins this year for the Dinger in the sixteen. 
Finally, we're going to move on to the Cup Series uh, race on Sunday. I mean, just, you know, this race had, you know, some wild restarts, some wild, wild dicing on them, Um, you know, but unlike the week before when we were at Homestead Miami, there wasn't really a ton of come come and goers. You know, Logano had a good car. Brad Keselowski had a good car. The Penske cars were kind of in the mix early, Uh, but it really, you know, for the most part, looked like those guys were the cars to beat. But then all of a sudden, the Hendrick guys started showing up. We saw Chase Elliott go up there and lead some laps. We saw, uh, you know, Alex Bowman was was hanging around the top 10. Kyle Larson was knocking on the door early in that race. And, uh, you know, so you, you kind of could see some of the players that were emerging. And then Kyle Larson just put the spanking on him, leading, uh, I think, 105 laps on his way to his first win in a Hendrick Motorsports uh, stock car. Um, you know, the first win for the five in several years. And uh, just a big win for for Kyle Larson. I mean, here's a guy that we've chronicled it, you know, over a year ago, uh, you know, almost a year ago as uh, or almost it's going to be a few months away from being a year ago where he lost his job for something that he said in in a high racing event. And, um, you know, now he, he has recovered uh, from that in the sense that he is uh, still you know, undergoing his, his own program, you know, to, to make himself a better person and, and a, and a better human being. And I think that, that those are things that you can't lose in this is that, you know, Kyle, you know, is still doing the right thing, even though, you know, he did get reinstated by NASCAR. He, he, he did get a great job at Hendrick Motorsports, but he's still doing these things that he needs to do to change himself. Uh, and, and to show people that, you know, you know, he is, he is a different person. He's not the same Kyle Larson that was there a year ago. So uh, a big win, an emotional win for Kyle, obviously, uh, but a big win for that five team. And and you got to remember, these guys were all Jimmy Johnson's crew guys last year. You know, Cliff Daniels, his first win as a crew chief in the Cup Series. So a huge, huge win for those for those guys. And I think that that also continues to prove that this Hendrick Motorsports team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know Chase Elliott's going to show up on the road courses. You know he's going to get a win. You know that this team is going to be a, a team to watch. And now that they got Larson there, I think, you know, kind of like what we saw when William Byron won last week at Homestead Miami, this is putting the pressure on everybody over at Hendrick to perform because now there's no excuses. Now there's no, well, Hendrick, Mo- you know, Chevrolet's in the tank, you know, Hendrick struggling, this and the other. No, you have the defending champion on your team. You have a guy, you know, two guys now have won. It puts a lot of pressure on William Byron. I mean, not, not William Byron. It puts a lot of pressure on Alex Bowman to go out and perform because now Larson's won. Chase is the defending champ, and William Byron won. So now Bowman, it's like, what are you doing? Now you got to perform. So you can kind of see where that that's going to put that competitive edge. But you look on the flip side, look at Kevin Harvick. Harvick struggled this weekend. Harvick had, a, had, had an uncharacteristically bad race for that team. And you look at Kevin Harvick and you say, well, Daytona's not his, his best track. He struggled at the road course race last year at Daytona. He struggled at the Bush Clash. So Harvick had a decent run there. He, he kind of had a decent run at the 500. And we got to, to Homestead Miami, a track that he hasn't been great at, a track he's won at, but a track he hasn't been great at. And he goes out and has a pretty good run. So then you start to say, well, maybe Harvick's going to have one of those years where he just blows everybody's doors off. And you go to Vegas and it's like, what in the world happened to Kevin Harvick? So um, they have some soul searching to do, but 
you know, I really do think that this is this is going to bode well for Hendrick that, you know, Larson picks up his first mile and a half win, first win for Cliff Daniels. The train keeps going. And I think these guys are going to be in the mix come playoffs. And uh, I know a lot of Larson fans are very excited. So be sure to check out CircleBDieCast.com. You can order your Kyle Larson race win diecast. They also have autographed mo- models available uh, as well and use our promo code uh, Crew Chiefs Corner. That's once again promo code Crew Chiefs Corner. On all U.S. orders over $20, you will get free shipping. So that's a great deal. Uh, you can get the autograph models. They don't have the standard one right now. Uh, they're out of stock on that, but they have the special finishes like liquid color, color chrome. Um, I'm sure they're going to have flash coat and maybe some other ones as well. Uh, but a big, big win for Kyle Larson and the Hendrick.com, the HendrickCars.com Chevrolet Camaro. So we're going to do is we're going to take one final break. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk quickly about the Phoenix race coming up, and we'll get you set up for the next episode here of the Crew Cheese Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. All right, everybody, this is Bobby Bailey back here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. We're going to give a quick uh, preview of Phoenix. Guys to watch out for uh, in both series, uh, the Xfinity and Cup cars are in action out there in the desert this weekend. Obviously, on the Xfinity side of things, you're going to have to keep in mind Brandon Jones is going to be somebody to watch out for, as well as Justin Allgaier. And, um, you know, I still think Austin Sindrick, somebody you got to watch for. Obviously, he picked up the championship win there. But um, there's going to be other people. I mean, I think Josh Berry is going to be somebody you have to keep in mind. Um, he's been pretty sporty in the couple couple races. He's been uh, in that that number eight uh, Chevy. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty competitive. Uh, AJ Allmendinger will be good. Um, I even think uh, Jeb Burton is is going to be somebody to keep an eye on. So um, those are guys I think that you're going to have to watch out for in the Xfinity side of things. Cup, obviously, I know, I know a lot of people are going to go to Chase Elliott, but I think you'll look a little bit deeper. Brad Keselowski's been very good uh, on the 750-mile p- uh, program. So I think uh, Logano, Brad, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott um, are going to be people, but I think there's going to be some surprise drivers too. I think Larson's going to be good. I think uh, Bowman's going to be good. The Tucson native will be good out there. He's been successful out there in the past. So um, this might be Bowman's weekend. I mean, you know, for all we know. So, um, you know, you know that, that Harvick's been very good here at the past, as is Denny Hamlin. So we'll see what happens. But I, I really do think Phoenix is going to have a lot of really exciting racing. And um, I can't wait to get it to to get back into uh, the swing of things and, and be able to talk about just one race uh, in an episode instead of doing these two that we've been doing. So, uh Thank you guys so much for all the support and all the love. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, it, it does make uh, doing this a lot, a lot of fun. And like I said, check out our new website at uh, crew chief at thecrewchief.net. You can check out all the latest news and information, but we're still on Facebook. We're still on Twitter. We're still on Instagram, still on uh, TikTok as well. So check us out on all of our social, which will roll at the end of this clip. Um, and, and like I said, have a great week guys. We'll see you next week and we'll, we'll break down Phoenix for you. So uh, we'll see you next time here on the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Coochie's Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, 
TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app and anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.